Welcome to the Sam Says Podcast. I'm Samantha Oldsfry, the CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, also known as IMHIP. In this podcast, we focus on all things surrounding the Illinois Medicaid Managed Care Program. I'm the Sam and Sam says, and today I'm sitting down with our friend, Dan Beertz, Area Executive Director for the chapter of Illinois and Wisconsin American Diabetes Association to discuss how they're working with health plans to address food insecurity. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. I'm looking forward to kind of sharing some of the work we've been doing, geez, the last two years now, right, around, uh, you know, healthy food, right, food insecurity, and just trying to be a help to those living with diabetes across Illinois. And I love that we're going to have this discussion because I often talk about when we think of healthcare outcomes, I often bring people back to hierarchy of needs, right? Like if you're not having your needs met with something like housing or food, it's so much harder to meet um, your needs around, uh, you know, your insulin or managing your diabetes. We've got to bring it back down to basics so often, especially when we're talking about public policy and Medicaid, because the social determinants of health play such a critical role in outcomes and meeting the needs of Medicaid members. And I love the work that you guys have been doing on this very sort of like foundational um, need with one of our health plans, Blue Cross. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe I can get into kind of how it started, right? Um, a little background on me, you know, I live with type one diabetes. I was, I was diagnosed in my twenties, um, uh, knock on wood, no type one, type two on either side of my family. And when I was diagnosed, the first thing I did was actually volunteer at the ADA. I wanted to learn about me and, you know, see if I could help people and, you know, I don't know, do some good. Right. And, uh, you know, nonprofit is, is not in my background. So, um, I, was, I had an opportunity because of a merger to come to the ADA and I've, I've been the executive director since January of 2020. Right. And then COVID hit. Right. So there, there, there's, there's no playbook here. Right. For, for what uh, we had to go through. And I live in the Western suburbs, grew up in Aurora. Um, I've always had a Jewel Osco or Woodman's right, right next to me in Aldi. And, you know, the height of COVID, especially going into that summer, I saw so many just pop up food pantries just for, just for help. Right. People, you know, needed to eat. Uh, and uh, it was it was very apparent that there was something going on here. And then you talk about the ADA, right, what we do, and part of what we do, right, is talk about healthy eating and making sure that, you know, those living with diabetes or prediabetes, you know, are, are eating the right choices. And then you can, and you're talking to somebody who needs to do that, right. And I, I know the correlation of when I'm eating healthy, and when I'm doing the right things, what it does to my blood sugar, and, and right, uh, hopefully that minimizes potential factors down the road. So, I say all that with, I saw an issue and we had our own issues, right? We had events, things, you know, cancel, went virtual, but we saw something that we thought was a true community need. And we, we were very lucky and fortunate to become really close friends with it, with a great nonprofit here in Chicago called Top Box Foods. Um, Sheila Kennedy, Tim Kohler and their team there, they're, they're just wonderful people. And, you know, they've been around uh, for over 10 years, you know, trying to serve and help solve um, food food insecurity issues across the state of Illinois, especially in Chicago. And we, we got to meet them a little bit, got to know them a little bit. And I said, I think there's something here, right? So we, we kind of just talked about like, what could this look like? You know, they're going to go now and just try and do these bulk deliveries, bulk uh, services just to help people out. And if we're going to be feeding people, well, let's talk about the, the healthy side of eating, right? Let's talk about diabetes, you know, unfortunately, right uh, across the country, we have, you know, 122 million people who live with diabetes um, or prediabetes here in Illinois, we have 1.3 million people 
living with diabetes or pre-diabetes. So, you know, health, healthy food is something that we really have to, to understand, know, and, and really be a part of the solution. So knowing there was authentic ways we could do this together, um, we started talking to a few friends and one of them is, is our good friends here at Blue Cross with Sheila Illinois. And they, they love the idea of us coming together uh, with Topbox and trying to solve some, be a part of, right, a part of a solution. Um, I'm, I'm super proud um, since August 2020 to uh, last last Christmas, we've served 100,000 people um, a free food box. That food box feeds that family of four, you know, two times on average. We've been in uh, cities, you know, Rockford, East St. Louis, Peoria, Kankakee, Springfield, Chicago, East Side of Aurora. So we really kind of canvassed the state um, and we were looking at places that had a high prevalence of type 2 diabetes. Um, you know, the Blue Cross team has really helped kind of, you know, tell us, hey, wh- where should we go? Like, where should we focus on? Right. And then our good friends at Topbox, I mean, they're, they're so boots on the ground, which is great. And we've been in housing authorities and boys and girls clubs, right, and true community efforts. So, you no, know, th- this thing that kind of uh, started out of nowhere um, because we saw a need, I saw a need, you know, met Tim and the team there. And, and now it's gone on to uh, a really phenomenal program that uh, we're excited to not only continue for this year. Um, you know, I think, I think it's still a need, right. Trying to help people and, and, and educate them. But then what does that mean for the future of this program? So uh, a little bit of, of how we got there and the, the great work we've done so far. I love that. And I think that stories like this are sort of the silver lining of the very, very painful um, past two years of people and organizations stepping up to meet the needs of other people, to sort of see the gaps, to see where folks need help, and to say, I think I might have a solution. I think I might have an idea. And not sort of trying to figure out what's the most perfect way to implement it, because I'm sure there were lessons learned um, as you sort of started to roll this all out. But how do we help? How? And, and I love that you guys, you know, this isn't something that the ADA was doing before that. Um, and you know, top box was out there, but you know, there hadn't been that partnership and, you know, just really bringing together three, you know, pretty different organizations to meet the needs of, of Illinoisans. And what I love about this, um, my understanding, but it, jump in, Dan, if I'm wrong, is like this wasn't just for Blue Cross members. No, no. Yeah, you're right. You know, I think um, what I loved about it, to your point, was bringing the three totally different, you know, uh, organizations together. Because we know, you know, at the AD, we can't we can't do it all right. We're, we're not the one solution, but we want to be part of it. Right. And that's where we kind of saw this. Um, yeah. What, what Blue Cross did is, um, which, which, which I thought was really cool. You know, they wanted to serve the community, whether it was a member or not, they wanted to serve it. So again, kind of going through some of their data, right. Of some of these like targeted zip codes, targeted areas that we know, right. Had a high prevalence of type two diabetes. Um, we went and served it. So, you know, I, I, I kudos to them, right. We, we, we weren't checking <laughs> their insurance card, right. Or uh, making sure they were a member, um, and, I, and I think I think that's great. And, you know, from our perspective too, just talking about diabetes and we, we, we need to do uh, we need to put on programs and offerings that talk about just the awareness of it. Right. We, we hear a lot of times, um, you know, my, my family has has type two diabetes. I'm just going to get it right. You know, the, the pre-diabetic um, uh, patient. Right. We, we need to be in front of them. Right. And making sure they understand 
that while a lot of this is hereditary or some things we cannot control, there are other things we can kind of help with, right? So what, what should we do from that perspective? How do we get you know our offerings and service? And we have a lot of great things, right? We have free programs, free services um, that can help people. That's where when we felt like our part of the solution was, was getting in front of these, these community members and saying, hey, maybe you don't have diabetes, maybe you don't have predict, but maybe Odds are, unfortunately, right, someone in your family does, right, or a close friend. And we want to make sure that you are you know the ADA and, right, Top Box and Blue Cross are there for you. I love that. And I often think in this conversation, at least for me, that pre-diabetes component is just not enough of the discussion because there is sort of this mentality and, and, and like, assumption that, you know, you, that you can't prevent it or right. that you can't change course. And, and my understanding that, yeah, and you might be able to jump in there a little bit is that you can, that, that there is some, um, if you're pre-diabetic, some, some life choices that you can make, especially around diet, um, that you can, um, potentially either not, you know, go to sort of full diabetes or just better able manage the disease. Is that, am I thinking yeah. about that right? Yeah. And I, uh, again, I'm not, not the expert from that perspective, but, um, and you're talking to someone who lives with diabetes, right. And when I do those things, right. When I exercise, when I eat, right. You know, when I get sleep, you know, when I drink water, you know, I notice the change in my body and, uh, and everyone should understand that. Right. And especially, especially if it's a disease that either has been a part of their family for such a long time, or if they don't, they're like scared to even just talk about it or understand it or go to their doctor. Right. So, you know, I, I'm not going to say these things, uh, quote unquote would prevent, you know, I don't know that answer truthfully, but I do know just from my personal experience, when, when you do the right things, as far as, right. All those things I mentioned, uh, my blood sugar readings, right. My A1C is, is great. So, um, there's definitely correlation, right? Absolutely. And I think that's why this partnership, what I love about it is it's really giving people the tools, um, and, and a hard time to do the best, um, what for their bodies and for their health and, um, to remove barriers that definitely exist for, um, the Medicaid population. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm hoping too, you know, the, the, this partnership has, has gone great for a lot of different reasons, but, you know, talking to our friends at Blue Cross, you know, Nancy and the team there, and then, then Tim, like, you know, what is version 2.0 of this? And I think we have some ideas of how to, how to either bring this to other communities, how to enhance some of these things, you know, and, you know, I didn't mention this earlier, but, you know, when we were doing these drop-offs, you know, Blue Cross was there, right. And they, they were passing out, you know, like masks, for example, you know, during the height of COVID and just being like more of a community event. Right. So I think, I think there's some really cool ways to continue this program, to enhance this program, to talk about measurements, right. You know, can we maybe start tracking some of these people and showing, right. To your point earlier, you know, if we can help feed them, right. Healthy foods, does that give them opportunities to do X, Y, and Z, right. Or does that help them do other things? So yeah, I, I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Um, and we're very fortunate and lucky to have friends like Blue Cross who, who believe in, in this program. I love that, that you're already thinking. I mean, you've done so much great work, helped people out in such an incredibly hard time. And you guys are all collectively, the three of you really already starting to think like, what do we do next? What, is this, yeah. what does this look like? Um, how do we build upon the successes that we've had and, and lessons um, that you've already learned from? And I love that, that it was you know, I know this because I work with the plans all the time, but oftentimes I think when folks think about Medicaid health plans, they think of that, you know, in offices, you right. know, behind right. computers doing whatever, sure. you know, typing and, you know, doing whatever, you know, looking at claims and that's a part of it. I mean, there are definitely plenty of people, um, behind computers when it comes to, to all of healthcare, whether you're at a health plan or, you know, mm -hmm. you're at a hospital, 
But there's also this other component of being out in the community and being at, you know, organizing, supporting these community events um, and supporting Medicaid members and Illinoisans where they are. And I just think I love that, you know, sort of reminder, like they're out there in the height of thing, you know, in the height of everything, trying to meet the needs of people. Exactly. And, you know, then you have two great examples, you know, the all the, all the wonderful programs Blue Cross has done. And then you throw in top, I mean, top box. They're, they're great friends, great supporters, and they have done a ton during this time. These last two years, they, they've really kind and I don't want to speak for them. Right. But they, they've really kind of changed a little bit of how they get in front of people and help people. And they 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 are just wonderful uh, community partners. So. Right. So how, how do we move forward? Right. And how do we continue to be in the community? And, you know, whether it's an ADA, quote unquote, event or it's one of their events. Unfortunately, right, diabetes and diabetes awareness and talking about it is going to be important. Um, so what, what does that mean and how do we do it? And um, I'm, I'm confident we have enough. Uh, we, we have the right partners to figure that piece out. Oh, I just I've loved this conversation so much, Dan. And I definitely uh, want to have you back to talk about all of the other things that the ADA is doing, because I know one thing that we haven't had a chance to mention on that I want to talk about um, at some point this year is the summer camps that, that you guys do and um, what some of that partnership looks like and, you know, how you all are really meeting, um, you know, kids where they are and trying to just improve their experience and manage, um, you know, their, you know, diabetes and, and their life and trying to make things sort of as normal as possible. Um, even last year, in the height of COVID. Um, so I really want to make sure that we talk about that at some point um, together because you guys are just, it's not just this one program. Right. You guys are doing so much. Yeah. And hey, well, next time we'll need an hour because I'm telling you, <laughs> like you won't find a bigger supporter of camp at the than me. Right. I love it. It's a wonderful program for our kids and our families, right. The parents, right. too for the kids to learn the first time of how to manage their disease on their own, right? They make buddies for life. One of my best parts, in my opinion, is we have data, right? That shows when kids go to our camps, right? We do have improved health outcomes, which, which is the end game, right? For everything that we do here. So yeah, I would love to talk about camp. Camp is going to start uh, back in person. It's going to be uh, this summer, which we're really excited about. So yeah, m- maybe uh, we can have that conversation in a, in a few months before before camp kicks off. Absolutely. And I, I want to hear when we have that conversation, like your favorite camp stories. I'm just so excited. I love, I love this program and this idea. That's great. We'd love to have that conversation. All right. Well, thank you so very much, Dan, and uh, for joining us and really talking about this partnership and what partnership between health plans, community-based organizations like the ADA and Top Box look like in, in real life and, and the changes that those programs and partnerships make in individuals and communities across our state. So thank you so much for joining me today. Well, well, and thank you. And I'm happy you guys have been great partners too here, right? Really, really good friends. And just, you know, unfortunately our mission is so large that we need, we need people like you guys. So you guys have been great. And I thank you for all your support as well. Oh, thank you so much, Dan. And what a wonderful conversation for our listeners, of course, to learn more about I'm Hip and all the things that we are doing. Please check out our website at imhip.net. Of course, don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And if you're interested in becoming a trusted partner, you can find out more information on our website or via our podcast platforms in the description. I'm Samantha Olds Fry, the Sam and Sam says, thanks for joining us. And until next time, be well and stay safe.